Hello and welcome to episode 26 of Sequel Pitch, in which three friends pitch their movie sequels to movies that don't have them. Joining me on this journey of clones, Noak 3s and The Rock is a man that is a sinner supremist, it's Andy Henry. Hello. And a man that puts the extra in extraterrestrial, it's Drew Toynbee. <laughs> 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 that, that really caught me off guard. <laughs> Hello. Hello. And lastly, the man that always phones his pictures home is Matt Rushton. <laughs> My mother is a film producer, that's why. <laughs> She's uh, not. But <clears throat> that's not it join that's not all who's joining me today. Uh joining me as a co-ho- co-ho- co-host. A, a, a cone yeah, a cone <laughs> humnas. Uh, a co-host today is Alec Gilston, writer for Film Focus Online and one of the hosts of the Jump Cast podcast. Oh, so hard to say. I always get tongue <laughs> twisted when I say that. Hey, Alex. Hello. Hey. hey. So for anyone that doesn't know who you are, Alex, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and also the Jump Cast podcast? Yes, of course. Uh, well, I mean, most people won't know who I am generally um so i'm alex i am a radio presenter and podcaster and also kind of writer ish as of now i've been writing for a couple of months not too much but i'm i'm getting there with that uh and yeah i've been presenting radio for about six years now been doing various different shows and then it kind of all diverged onto my love of film i do a film show now and then that's kind of where it's led to me doing the Jumpcast uh, podcast which um uh, jump cut online which are a wonderful uh little kind of umbrella company for loads of different um things uh basically decided that they were going to do a whole rebrand of uh jump cast because they'd been doing it for quite a while and they thought they'd like some fresh voices turns out i'm one of those fresh voices um yeah <laughs> and yeah it's it's an absolute honor and a privilege we've been doing it for i think four weeks now and i'm loving every minute of it it's absolutely wonderful we just talk about the latest films talk about the latest uh news and just have a giggle me simon and charlotte have an absolute great time it's just great nice go check them out everyone go check them out definitely Today, we are going to be sequelizing the 1982 action-adventure sci-fi classic, E.T. Action-adventure? I was going to say, I'm looking forward to this (laughs) action-adventure. That's that's what it says on IMDb, my friend. That's what it says. Um, Okay, yeah. so, (laughs) So, okay, here we go. One starry night in a suburban California, a group of aliens trip to Earth is interrupted by a shady team of federal agents. In their hurry to vacate, the aliens accidentally leave one of their own behind, a squashy little alien called E.T. Later, a boy named Elliot hears strange noises in his backyard and almost literally stumbles across E.T., but nobody believes him. Not his oldest brother, Michael, not his younger sister, Gertie, not his mother, Mary, who's been raising Elliot and his siblings on her own. Elliot tries to lure E.T. back to the house using Reese's Pieces product placement and then introduces him to Michael and Gertie. Meanwhile, the menacing federal agents are still trying to find E.T. Uh, with that guy with the keys. Uh, as, the ki- as the kids get to know E.T., they discover that he has special powers. Case in point, he can make 
items like balls and bikes levitate. He can resurrect dead flowers. He also seems to share a special bond with Elliot, or as E.T. would say, Elliot. <laughs> and Elliot feels it too. In fact, Elliot feels everything E.T. feels. Gertie teaches E.T. to speak, and he tells her and Elliot that he wants to call home. He hasn't been feeling so hot lately and needs to return to his home planet pronto. Elliot and Michael help him gather parts to build a communicator. The sinister federal agents get closer, E.T. gets sicker, and when Elliot cuts his finger, E.T. quickly mends it with his healing touch. On Halloween, Elliot and Michael sneak E.T. into the forest so he can call home. The next morning, E.T. wakes up alone no, sorry, Elliot wakes up alone and sick, mm -hmm. and E.T. is gone. Michael later finds E.T. severely weak and lying face down in a creek bed. Michael brings him home, and E.T. is finally introduced to Mum, just before the federal agents and their team of doctors storm the house in a really, really weird scene where they just sort of just randomly walk towards them in, uh, in silence. Um, and then the doctors set up shop and run a battery of tests on E.T. as he gets sicker. Elliot gets better. E.T. crashes, uh, E.T. crashes, uh, but when Elliot tells E.T., basically, E.T. dies, E.T. dies, uh, but when <laughs> Elliot tells E.T. he loves him, E.T. awakens, and the plan to return E.T. to his home planet is back on. Thank you to love. E Elliot, Michael, and Michael's three friends race E.T. back into the woods on their bikes, arriving just in time to meet the alien spaceship. After a heartfelt goodbye all around, E.T. returns to the ship and departs, leaving rainbows across the sky. End of movie. There we go. Oh, God. There we go. I feel like that deserves a round of applause. Thank yeah, well done. Thanks. <laughs> Cheers. Appreciate that. Um, I never get any applause from these guys, so that's nice. Um, cool. Uh, so, what did we think about this movie? Alex, let's go with you. What did you think about E.T.? I love it. I mean, it's one of the best films ever. Undisputable. Nobody can tell me any differently, ever. Um <laughs> I adore this movie. It was originally the film and Steven Spielberg um, that made me want to be a film director. I used to think, like, if I could oh, nice. make a film that is, you know, just as epic as E.T. is, but also that has such heart and such wonder, um, then I'd be happy and content with my life. Um, but then when I realised that I couldn't, do that then I, I gave up i gave up on that dream but no. <laughs> you can never make a film as good as et you really can't it's just it can't be topped it is a very good family movie is it? a feel good movie the beginning has changed since like the original one it's much more sinister like when i when i was watching the opening credits i was like wow this is this is actually pretty scary it's like it set yeah it, it starts off exactly it sounds mm. like that could be the score from the opening of Alien and it would not seem out of place. And it really does set a very unsettling tone for this film. Yeah. And But then immediately kind of cuts to comedy aliens and, yeah. and John Williams, like, strings and harps come in. And so it's just like, oh, okay, you just wanted to make everyone feel bad just for the writing. Mm. And then the aliens come in and it is clear that they're not malicious. 
the the only other point jumping from the very very beginning of the movie to the very very end um i there's john williams is like my fa my favorite composer of music of all time similarly to alex with spielberg just there's always i grew up in a very musical household and john williams music has always been incredibly special to me yeah but i think i think he he doesn't stick the landing because in the goodbye scene it the the score absolutely swells it's massive the horns are all in it's really really big and it's this tiny tender goodbye from this kid who has been taught to empathize with other human beings and and taught to love and grow up saying goodbye to this precious being and it's really tender and intimate and the score's just and i kind of I I I it, it hit that moment and I was like, oh Jesus, John! All right, calm, chill, <laughs> calm down. You ever seen that gif of the uh, the person playing the piano on the beach and the piano's on fire? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that is what that moment is. There's only yeah. one other bit of John Williams score that evokes the same emotion that I feel when that score plays, and that's um, Buckbeak's flight from Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Just like masterful stuff. He's mm. he's incredible. What did we think uh, I'll I like really like the bad guy in this one or the the supposed bad guy. Uh cuz nothing says a villain than some jangly keys. Just and he's a crotch. just it's a lot of yeah, crotch shots. Just yeah, a definitely. lot of crotch shots of him <laughs> and just jangly keys. <laughs> Uh, he must have a lot of houses. He must be a, a homeowner. He's got like lot, several landlord. houses. Yeah, he's a landlord. Fucking boomers. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, and weird to see a young, very young Drew Barrymore as well. Yeah, um, that's cool. Very young. She's um, good. Oh, yeah. she, she does. Yeah, to be she fair, she well. is quite. It's, it's a testament to Steven Spielberg as well, isn't it? That he just gets these. One in a once in a lifetime performances from these kids that is just unmatched. And I feel like without films like this and media like this, we would not have things like Strange Things these days. Oh, oh that yeah, really yeah. laid yeah, the, yeah. The, the the kind of groundwork for that kind of stuff. Yeah, it, it says a lot. That again, just as you were saying earlier, Alex, like the it, the quality of this film, considering it was the highest grossing movie of all time for eleven years when it was subsequently then beaten by Jurassic Park. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, the, Steven Spielberg, I, I feel like, maybe has gone off the boil a little in the last in the last maybe decade, if you're being a slightly uncharitable. But it can't be denied that he... Like, it, there's genius there. And, yeah, those performances from those kids there's the one the one bit where they've first been introduced to et and elliot shoves them all in the cupboard and drew barrymore just stands side on screaming and then michael grabs her and pulls her backwards and then et runs across camera going Whoa! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like that properly gets me his little waddle when he's in the forest and stuff yeah that, yeah. that made me smile he's just a cute little puppet and then, like, yeah, some of like the special effects were very good for its time as well, and like the puppetry as well. Even now, when you watch it, obviously they've remastered it and put more CG in, but um, like even back then, it was still really good, and you still got emotion from just a puppet. 
Um, yeah, which is cool. big expressive eyes. I think that's probably why. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That's very true. Yeah, I think the only thing yeah. that doesn't hold up is uh, the the bike flying scene towards the end. Um, <laughs> yeah. The green screen, yeah. yeah, it's just a little little bit choppy. Yeah. Um, but you know, <laughs> you can't. I mean, it is like forty years old now, isn't it? So nearly. So, yeah. Um, Matt, what did you off. think? I mean, I I was saying to you guys, we talked about this off. Um, and whatnot. Um, this movie traumatized me as a child, <laughs> like genuinely traumatized me, and I think traumatized my parents because of how obsessive I would get over it. And just watching <laughs> the same bit where he dies over and over and over, <laughs> and Elliot's crying and I'm crying, and so I kind of had to watch this and really try and switch off any trauma that it left me. <laughs> but. You know, I think Alex nails that on. It's, I think the reason it affected me so much as a child is because it is just packed full of very understanding, very heartfelt, very loving um, character development and relationship development. You know, you absolutely go on the journey. And I think because a big chunk of the movie, there is no spectacle, there is no demand for... CGI and whatnot, they use puppetry. You get to really follow the story and really bed into the core of what the story is about. And Drew's touched on it the idea of, you know, Elliot finding himself, finding an empathy, finding an understanding of other people and being able to relate and what have you. And yeah, for me, like, watching it with a slightly less traumatic uh, mindset did help to really. Yeah pick out for me uh, it's a story about friendship more than aliens and more than sci-fi you know i think there's a lot of it which is just a classic teen drama well young person drama um at the core of it it's just that one of the main characters happens to be an alien and i think it still resonates today you know that the idea of being, you know, of a child that's lonely and struggles to fit in, you know, it's universal, it, it transcends time. And I think that is, again, why E.T. is still such a classic today, because it's a movie where it will always have a relevance to its audience. Yeah, 100%, good point. Uh, Andy, did what, what bits did you enjoy? Like, did you did you enjoy the movie? Did you didn't? Yeah, did no, you... I, I liked it. I haven't seen it since I was a kid. Um and it's, I don't know, it's, yeah, I've got some problems with it. I was think I, the fact that, the fact that we get straight into it is obviously a good thing. We don't have to wait a long time for like Elliot to meet E.T. But for me, there's not that much like character backstory. And, you know, we don't know a lot about Elliot and his family, apart from the, like the dad's gone and stuff. And I felt it quite hard to connect to him as a character since we didn't know a lot really about about him apart from he's got like an older brother um and they they ordered they ordered pizza i stopped the movie after about half an hour and looked after looked at my notes and i was like really don't know what's you know anything about this family or or anything and yeah just just kind of help uh find it i found it a bit hard to connect and, and care a little bit more for for elliot's goal yeah God, a bit so of deja vu from Andy's labyrinth feels there as well. Basically, Andy <laughs> doesn't like it if you don't give him character development. Okay, Hollywood, please give well, Andy saying, it might be It might be brainwashed by the movies of today, but like, there's like, again, there was like, I, this is definitely being brainwashed today, but like, there's no big, you know, climax. I think someone, Ross may have brought it up or something, but like, no big climax, no big, it just kind of 
it just kind of goes. It's, it could almost all be like one or two acts. Like, if they actually announced a reboot, I probably wouldn't watch it, but I'd be interested to see what they did with it. Because I think if they if they updated it a little bit more, and I say it was, you know, it would have been. It did did was Elliot did Elliot believe in aliens and stuff, or did he not? And then finding an alien would have obviously changed his opinion and stuff. And it's just. Yeah, you know, nowadays there'd be a there'd be a scene where definitely ET would have ended up in school and stuff, and the bully would have somehow not recognised ET, but then maybe the bully would have come back in later in the movie, and I don't know. Yeah, maybe just been brainwashed by today's movies. It just seems a bit flat. <laughs> it's, a, lot, I, a lot of the movie. I find it really interesting that you'd need like I for me it was it was way more poignant watching it now because I've not watched it for a very long time and I wasn't. I was not an ET kid in any way. Mm. I can't remember how old I was how old I was when I first watched it, but I was I was Star Wars and Jurassic Park like basically exclusively until yeah, I was probably yeah. 13. Um and so yeah, I I find it fascinating that you would want more information because for me it was just like this kid's lonely, he feels abandoned by his dad. His older brother is more interested in his friends than his brother. He doesn't connect with his younger sister. He's lonely and he makes a friend. And and that, for me, was so beautiful. Mm. But, I mean, yeah, I, 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 no one, I'm not going to yuck anyone's yum or yum anyone's yuck. If you, if you, <laughs> if you need more for it to yuck feel away. fulfilling, <laughs> that is obviously... That's it's entirely yeah. subjective. I say maybe but... again, maybe it's been brainwashed by all the movies, all the kids' movies these days, where they're basically forcing exposition down your throat almost, and just say like, "Your dad <laughs> is gone and no longer here. Accept that. You are sad. You are an only child and stuff." And you're like, "Oh, okay. This kid obviously has daddy issues, maybe." And um, so, yeah. But... It's Alex, so what you're saying is, children of the days don't they have it easy, and they're no longer able to form their own stories are you saying that children today lack an imagination they need it they need it force fed i think maybe like to an extent but not really i mean i remember watching or do i remember i don't know because it was so long ago but i know hmm. that when my mum wasn't showing me like space jam and you know things like like that she was showing me et and i like matt was saying i don't know how i watched it as a child because it is so emotionally distressing at times yeah. uh like especially the, the you know the death scene and then the ending is just like one of the most emotional moments in film history um and watching it back i was going like no there's no way i got through this at all like <laughs> what the hell what the hell um but yeah i I'd, i think i agree with drew on the fact that it's you just got to take it at surface level you don't need the big kind of backstory you do you get the passing comment about the dad being in mexico and and that kind of stuff and i feel like that's just enough it, it isn't necessarily about that more about his connection to et and the fact that that helps him connect to the rest of his family and uh, to make more friends and to kind of learn more about being human which ironically from an alien <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. and but then on that same vein i feel like if you feel like there needed to be more character development in that sense then you know yeah fair enough we just needed another hour of just backstory of him just <laughs> playing D D. uh 
and then <laughs> that's that's all we need, yeah? We do like um, D&D. Well, yeah. I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I'm really thinking about a reboot and stuff and all the things they would do, like... Yeah, like remember when he kisses the girl when he's uh, in in class. Mm. How old like, is that girl? Yeah, and why is she in that class? <laughs> like she looks, she what, is she being kept back like many many years into this class <laughs> with Elliot? I was like, how old is she? The nope. um the the moment where he gets the kid to go down on all fours so he can stand on him yeah. to, yes. to give her a smooch. Wow. That's, that's actually thinking back on it, that scene is so bizarre. Like it's oh, yeah. bizarre. And he gets, he gets Absolutely drunk. bananas. <laughs> like he gets drunk and when he, he like pissed. flops his head over to that girl and like does that drunken smile that we've all done, like that yeah. that did have me like yeah. laughing out loud. Like you wow. speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that smile we've all that. done. <laughs> but yeah, it doesn't even matter that all that bizarre stuff happens in that scene because all he's doing is freeing the frogs and that's all that matters mm. like yeah that's just, true yeah. and um when Hashtag um, free the frogs yes when the mum and gertie <laughs> come back and et's stood right there and the mum doesn't see him because she's preoccupied with like loading yeah. the fridge and yeah. like knocking him over with the fridge door and those those pratfalls there are so many other films where i would watch that and i'd roll my eyes and be like oh this is so stupid but whatever magic spielberg has put into this film up to that point i was just like yeah she knocked him over (laughs) one more thing let's anything you didn't like let's go with andy anything you didn't like greg 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 (laughs) fuck greg Greg's one Which of these. Greg? Greg's one of these. He's the kid who's got the big headphones. Oh, yeah, yeah. Picks a fight with Elliot and stuff, and then at the end, when um, the house is surrounded, and his friends are like, "Something's going on here," and it's like, "Well, duh." But also, Greg goes, "Yeah, I think they're all dead," and everyone's like, "Shut up, Greg!" And I was like, "Yeah, shut up, Greg! What the fuck?" What the fuck <laughs> when when they when they were on the bikes and he had the big headphones and his baseball hat and yeah. his gilet. It, I swear it looked like he was cosplaying as Steven Spielberg. <laughs> <laughs> he probably was. Could be, yeah. yeah, could be. I'm going to dress you up like me. There you go. Okay, <laughs> kid. Uh, Drew, anything you didn't like? I I mean, I, I will come on to this a bit more when I give my score, but there are some things that I'm not a huge fan of, but... I can't not adore this movie. It doesn't matter. It could it could walk in and kick me in the face and I'd still <laughs> think it was a masterpiece. Ankle, so that reach, so. Yeah, yeah. Uh Alex? I yeah, I genuinely there are just some films that you cannot give criticism on, really, and I feel like <laughs> E.T. is one of them. It just is. Don't worry, you're going to have plenty to criticize yeah. in the pictures, so <laughs> I can't wait. Uh, <laughs> uh, Matt? Um, no, the, the only thing I didn't like was having to watch Eating You Die again. <laughs> that cold, grey corpse on the table. <laughs> he looks like uh, something like a powdered turd when he's dead. It's, it's not, a, it's not no. nice. It is, it is horrible. It is, yeah. yeah. I, I, again, like watching that as a child must have been so distressing. I, I, I can't... <laughs> remember it but i probably do remember like yeah. being so upset by it mm. my gosh right let's give it the scores we could talk about it all day well yeah maybe or well, andy <laughs> can talk about greg all day uh so let's go with the scores matt what would you give it out of five okay i'm gonna jump in straight away and give it a solid 4.25 
powdered turds on a table out of five. <laughs> <laughs> Just because I enjoy that vision. Thanks, Ross. <laughs> Uh, very nice Andy uh, I'm going to go for oh, I'll probably get a hate but 3.75 drunken Whoa. kids in class um, good lord yeah are you I'm, I'm going nice. to have to see what what you've scored higher than this <laughs> and judge you <laughs> uh, Drew um, for me it's uh, as I as I just mentioned there's stuff that I'm not sure on what brings E.T. back to life that wasn't already there? Mm-hmm. Like, that, that that's the biggest one for me, is just, why why does he come back to life? Yeah, I but that, despite I any issues that I have, this is a five-star film for me. It is it is five full crispy Reese's Pieces out of five. <laughs> Which uh, Keys just eats off the ground. He doesn't know what they are, but just picks them up and eats them. He, they smell delicious. You can't smell him there. Have you, you ever had a Reese's piece, Andy? He can. He he has telekinesis. Hmm? No, the keys. I think keys when he picked up the, the Reese's from the ground. Oh, I think yeah, I, he, I heard he him like eat. just chew it yeah. and munch it. And I was like, just go go it up. ET. Yeah. All right. Alex, gone. What do you? I'm. I think I know what you're going to give it. I think you did. Yeah, it's five. It's all day, every day. Five stars, easily, easily. Or five rainbow. Streaks across the sky. Nice. nice. Uh, do you need mine, or have we got enough people? We have yours, yeah. Um, we can we can put Alex's in as yours. Or well, no, give yours anyway. I mean, I, I mean, Alex I, will, I agree with platform. both of. I will get. I will give it a five as well. Oh, it man. is a classic movie. It is one of those films that you should watch before you die. Um, and yeah, go and see it. It's it's a beautiful family movie, a f- action adventure movie, uh, sci-fi uh, rom-com. You're really jumping home this uh, action, aren't you? Yeah, <laughs> I was trying to look for the action in your synopsis, and I was like, oh, I think he jumps at one point. It's, yeah, it's a, pr- oh, he, it's a pretty he gets, rad bike chase. He gets hit yeah. by the fridge. And, That's a dangerous. Hey, stunt. look, he drives with those two guys in that like little like. Like tube thing on the back of the car, and they're like falling around and going, "Whoa, that's action!" So I guess there's a a bit of action in there, so you can label it that. Yeah, yeah. What does that give us, uh, Drew? Uh, So that um, that comes out at four point three eight out of five, uh, tying with Moana and coming in uh, in joint third. Behind Inside Out and our joint second of Hot Fuzz and A Quiet Place, and yeah, just just so that everyone knows, Andy rates Step Brothers. <laughs> oh um, yeah, definitely, definitely better. Andy rates Step Brothers higher than this movie, so Andy yeah. has no soul. Andy rates Rampage higher than <laughs> ET. Andy, oh, yeah. Rampage well, is good for the film that Rampage is is, is sold as. It's good. This you has wait. this has you, some problems. So. You wait for Andy's pitch where he pitches a uh, fifty foot ET in his Michael Rock. <laughs> I can't lose if I got the Rock. Yeah, That's what I've yeah. learned. So the Rock is every character <laughs> in my pitch. <laughs> I'm concerned that this might be his genuine pitch as well. <laughs> so we've discussed the movie. Now I think it's time to get your sequels pitched. As usual, you have an unspecified time to win me around and also Alex with your pitch 
and Alex may have some questions for you. I may have some questions for you. And, uh, yeah, that's it. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> can I can I very quickly mention another yes. thing about, um, just before we, we move on. Uh, the, the One of the other reasons that I picked E.T. Um, as the film, or like one of the things that drew me to it, is because a sequel to E.T. would be indescribably one of the worst things <laughs> um, yeah. so I just wanted you all to suffer basically we yeah. did. <laughs> Alex who do you think should go first you know what I think Andy should go first <laughs> I knew that was coming I knew it alright bring it on give us your title and your sort of like one line or two line summary of what you, your pitch is mine's called ET2 Fight for Freedom E.T. fights The Rock. No, Um, Elliot has spent his life (laughs) trying to find E.T. When he finally does, he finds out there was a reason E.T. was hiding. So, Elliot is in his 40s and working for, like, NASA or SpaceX. Um, He's part of a team who's been trying to find and communicate with aliens using this strange new method. We meet Elliot's ragtag bunch of friends and establish they've been trying to reach out to E.T. since Elliot and Jake started the team 10 years ago, but have had no luck. They're using the DNA taken from uh, E.T. in the first film to kind of shoot out, uh, like, a homing laser or something into space uh we then meet jake he and et uh sorry he and et he and elliot talk about how they're best friends both wanting to find and study aliens since they were boys jake and elliot are called into the boss's office who is angry that they're wasting money on this strange new method and if they don't uh, produce results soon their funding will be cut elliot explains that they're uh, developed a new satellite that will fly into space and uh, should amplify their signal uh, the day of the launch, and we've got some cool shots of the rocket going up and inside the control room. Everyone's nervous, and then everyone's happy. Uh, there's a scene or two to indicate a passage of time has gone by and no results. One day, the satellite explodes. The boss fires Elliot. Elliot feels like maybe E.T. doesn't want to communicate with him. At home, just before he goes to sleep, Elliot sees something fall from the sky, and maybe we can see the uh, like a, sm- like a small tra- uh, rainbow trail or something. Uh, He calls Jake and his friends, and they all meet at a landing site. When they get there, they see E.T.'s ship, but it looks like it's been in a battle. E.T. waddles down his ramp, but as Elliot goes to hug E.T., E.T. collapses into Elliot's arms. Elliot tells his friends to take the E.T.'s to his house. Uh, Elliot and his friends have to sneak into work and steal medicine to help E.T. and the other alien friends. They encounter the boss and lie about why they're there. Over the next few days, Elliot and his friends heal the E.T.'s, and we have some funny scenes where the friends start to bond with their own individual E.T., Elliot and Jake fight. Jake saying they should be they should have told the boss about E.T., but E.T. saying the boss would have wanted to keep E.T. on Earth and not help him. While E.T. is healing, he tells Elliot that he's uh, at him and the last like four E.T.'s on his ship are the last of his kind, and they've been in a war for thousands of years against another alien race, which is called the Gakkers or something for the moment. Um, They've been running for years and stuff as they uh, and, and been, they've been running for years and trying to find something they know that is toxic to the Gakkers. Uh, and that's why they were kind of in here in the first film, I think, kind of searching around. Uh, while the war was going on, basically ETs were destroyed and there's only like five of them left in their race. So they've been running and they had a cloak and shield um, that basically uh, cloaked them from all waves and frequencies and anything trying to... Um, uh, anything in the sky uh, basically i'm trying to say et knew elliot was trying to reach out to him but he couldn't respond because he didn't want to put his race in danger the thing is when Eli- elliot's satellite exploded it knocked something loose in et's ship and his cloaking device was disabled and with no way of putting it back up they retreated to earth looking for a friend 
Jake contacts the boss tell, uh, and tells him about E.T.'s landing. Suddenly, evil black government cars turn up and surround everyone. The boss turns up and e Elliot sees that he and Jake are in cahoots. Jake explains that he and Elliot have different definitions of the word study and maybe he was given a promotion or something as extra incentive. The guard shoots the E.T.'s with tranks. Um, and Jake tells the boss that Elliot was keeping E.T. secret and the boss tells Jake to arrest e Elliot and his friends. Elliot and his friends are taken to a secret underground, underground base. There, Elliot walks past some operating rooms where the ETs are getting prepped for experiments. Elliot and his friends are thrown in an underground jail. The boss says they're being the real thing tomorrow and leaves to check on the experiments. Elliot asks, Jake's, as Elliot asks Jake why he betrayed him and Elliot starts monologuing about the stories his boss had told him. Not all aliens are friendly, like E.T. In 1992, a race of aliens came down looking for war, but they were ill-prepared in Earth-1. The aliens contained a bacteria that scientists have been working on for years and it can now be applied to stop the aging process. One alien race in 2004 was harder to beat and they managed to capture an alien and is doing tests on it down the hall. Elliot tries to explain that E.T. needs saving. If they don't help soon, the Gakkers will come. Jake says they're ready for anything, and the evil guy laughs out of the room. We cut back and forth from, ETs, from the E.T.'s being prepped, uh, and Elliot and his friends breaking out of jail. When they break free, they go past the room holding the captive alien. They open the alien's door and run as the alien chases them. They run into the operating room, where the alien starts to attack the evil guys, while Elliot and, his, while Elliot and friends save the E.T.'s. As the alien bursts into the room, we see Jake uh, runs away scared. As everyone is running for the exit, Elliot sees the room holding... Sorry, E.T. sees the room holding the alien sample that can stop the aging. E.T. explains to Elliot this is, that this is what the Gakkers are toxic to. This will kill them. Suddenly, Jake appears, and, and Elliot and Jake have a fight while trying to get to the sample. Elliot can either have the winning, knock, uh, the winning knockout punch, or the alien can grab Jake's leg and eat him, if we don't want, like, um, Elliot to be you know, too violent or anything. E.T. then tells the alien not to hurt them and to leave the planet safely, or come with, come with them. Maybe he can... Um, shapeshift into something smaller and it can pop on his shoulder. Elliot and the gang try to leave um, but are surrounded by government people where they get into a car and drive to E.T.'s ship and we have another, another scene where uh, the E.T.'s are making the cars fly. When they get to the ship, uh, Elliot hands the sample to E.T. His friends ask him why he's given up the chance to stop aging and Elliot explains it wasn't, if it wasn't for the humans then E.T. would have found the bacteria long ago and if it wasn't for him, E.T.'s ship would still be hidden. He gives E.T. E uh, the sample when they fly away. Elliot is happy knowing that they will win the war and can repopulate their race. Or Elliot flies up with them and we have a badass threequel. But the other one's probably the, uh, the better ending. <laughs> uh, very nice. Very nice. Uh, well done, Andy. Um, cool. Alex, do you have any questions for Andy? Very, very interesting. Very interesting. <laughs> and, uh, well, first of all, <clears throat> I just, you know, wanted to know whether there was a little bit more exposition for why Jake <laughs> turns evil. <laughs> <laughs> Um, got a promotion. Yeah, he got a promotion. To be honest, I was running out. Of, I was running <laughs> out of space. But, um, yeah, distinctly lacking backstory. He, he wants, to be, he wants to be evil. That's it. That's all you need. He wants to got away in the first film. So, <laughs> is the posters of different film villains on his wall as the film yeah. starts, <laughs> showing that he wants to be a villain? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Andy, all... you got done, mate. <laughs> One of the most <laughs> savage birds I've ever heard. <laughs> um, I also wanted to know who who you would have possibly choose to play Jake as well. I'd be intrigued to to know any any options that you might have Pop thought off for that. Rock, of course. Yeah. No, to be honest, <laughs> I can't. I, I haven't actually put. I can't think of anyone. I really wanted um, Tom Hanks. Uh, not Tom Hanks. What's his fuck? his son, Colin Hanks. 
Um, but oh, maybe okay. he's a bit too old, maybe. Um, yeah. And Elliot, I mean, like, we, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if the character or the, act, the the kid is still acting. Obviously, an adult now. Um, I know he's going to conventions, so maybe yeah. he does need a bit yeah. of a cash but, injection. Um, yeah. yeah, Colin yeah. Colin Hanks, I think, would either be a good Elliot or a good um, friend yeah. that could turn evil. Do you, so. do you know what? That yeah, that's really good. I, I like that a lot. I can see that. Yeah, yeah, I can see that too. Nice. Any more questions? Do you have uh, Alex? No, I think I think I'm. I've got to quietly mull that one over for the yeah. the rest of the the podcast. Now, don't worry, because they will argue each other, so they <laughs> you'll Very be good. able to. Uh, all right, cool. Thank you, Andy. Let's move on to our next picture. That is... Uh, let's go with Matt. Okay, my sequel pitch is titled E.T. Takes Two. Basically, Elliot's all grown up with a wife and kids, a successful job, and the platform to be perfectly happy, but something isn't right. Who or what can step in to save him from himself? Nice. Go for it. Okay. The movie opens with a montage of Elliot's life in Polaroid photos, showing resemblances of E.T. at different stages of his life, until we get to the modern day. Elliot's married with his two kids and his wife, and the only resemblance of E.T. is in the photo is a dusty putty-like creature that's on a shelf in the background. The movie shows that Elliot is great at many things in life. He works as an animator for a TV production company. Ironically, he's in their sci-fi division. Uh, where he does fall down, however, is his relationship with his kids and his wife. We are introduced to Elliot's siblings, a grown Gertie and Michael, who are visiting their mother's grave with him. It turns out that she stopped appearing in the montage after her death. Maybe the photo was like the last photo they had with her or something, a nice moment. Uh, and it turns out their death had a real profound impact on Elliot. Uh, he appears to be a lot more... Uh, like his pain is much deeper than the other siblings. And he's really incapable of being consoled at times. Uh, Elliot confesses that he's always felt really extreme emotions, apart from with his kids, citing that uh, you know when E.T. visited, perhaps that was what happened. Uh, and they talk about the chance that the, uh, his relationship and his special bond with E.T. may have form some lingering uh, factors. So Elliot's quite sad to learn this, that his uh, good friend E.T. could in fact be having a negative impact on his life. Um, and with this, he kind of goes into a dark uh, dark journey. His work becomes quite dark. He starts creating some quite scary monsters. Um, and his relationships are all starting to strain at home and with his siblings, who he'd become very close to after their, uh, their episode with E.T., one evening over dinner, he lashes out seemingly from nowhere um, and his wife gathers the kids and they go away to her mum's. That night he ends up drinking and we have like an adult version of Elliot drunk um, and he drinks too much and he passes out in his garden after looking and kind of shouting at E.T. and probably launches a bottle into the sky and stuff. He's in a real state um, and he kind of falls over and we see kind of that camera effect of, of someone's eyes closing. Um, and as that happens, we see like a light appearing to get brighter in the in the camera, um, and then the eyes open, and we see not one but three ETs stood over him. One's much taller and more wrinkly, and the others are quite young and quite small. And after a tense standoff, uh, the taller ET points to Elliot's chest and says, "Always here." For the first time in a long time, Elliot smiles. 
the movie from this point is basically the E.T. family helping Elliot to rebuild his relationships and refind happiness. We see similar tricks from the first E.T., kind of nods and homage to uh, all the things E.T. is capable of. Uh, and we see like the young E.T.'s, E.T.'s children, trying to do the same thing but messing it up. So if they try and float something, they'll lift a bike up, but then it ends up in a hedge or a gust of wind takes an umbrella and it blows off or something with one of the be- little E.T.'s holding on to it. I don't know. Little fun <laughs> comedy moments there. Um <laughs> The, the most fractured relationship to fix, it turns out, is actually his marriage. Uh, E.T. uses the empathy skills that they can we see in the first movie, and he lets Elliot feel all the pain that he's caused his wife in recent times. And having done that, he does the same to her so that she can have a better understanding of what he has been through and what he's going through and how he feels. Um, a turning point now, and they kind of begin to establish the team, the whole, like, it takes two song can play in a montage of them becoming a happier healthier marriage and how they start to work together um yeah they kind of see this happiness and this childlike love again um what we do discover a little subplot is that it's discovered that et when he was younger and visited he planted this kind of like seed of happiness in Elliot before he left uh hoping that it would always make him happy and the problem is that it wasn't a seed of happiness it was like an emotion amplifier like a mood amplifier that the young naive et planted um he does offer dad or adult et offers uh a, an actual seed of happiness to Elliot for him to finally be able to be happy and not have to deal with the emotions that and the extreme version of emotions he has dealt with however he just asks for that to be removed so that he can feel genuine emotions for the first time and actually understand and empathize with his family uh the movie basically ends with the two families parting but this time et picks kind of touches Elliot's mobile phone and an app appears on the smartphone and it's simply titled phone home always here and that's it <laughs> wow that um wow lots of emo- lots of High emotion there, and E.T. inserting his seed into... Yeah. Uh, I realise now when like, you say it like that, I understand how that sounds. Mm, unknowingly <laughs> implanted his seed into Elliot. Yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, we well, maybe, that that, maybe that's <laughs> just in the director's cut. Maybe that doesn't make this... Maybe that doesn't make the cinema editing. It is a Enjoy subplot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, funnily enough, before before this conversation was had, I was like, "Oh my god, that's actually a like, really good twist." Like, I kind of <laughs> kind of like that. But now, now, uh, <laughs> not not so sure. Um, I really love that you're bringing it into the modern age as well with the the whole app on the on the phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I don't think I have any questions for that. I think yeah, I think I'm comprehensive okay pitch there. You'll find. <laughs> I've got a question for Damn. you, Matt. Do you think this is a family fun movie? Um, I don't think the first one was a family fun movie, okay? My family is forever <laughs> scarred by this movie, okay? So I just feel like I'm scarring the new generation. But this time it's the humans rather than the aliens that are doing the scarring. 
Um, but no, this I, I feel like this is a 12A. It probably doesn't fit in the universal category anymore. Um, it's a bit darker. But I okay. yeah, I feel that, you know, it's it's understanding the complexities of human emotion more. Okay. Very nice, very nice. Uh, okay, last but no means least is Drew. What is your title and what is your one line? Uh, my title is The Extraterrestrial. Um, and my one line is E.T. has been monitoring Earth and sees that it is on the verge of ecological collapse and so comes back to find Elliot to bring a solution. Wait, what's your title? The Extraterrestrial, so without the E.T. Oh, okay. Just dropping so the first out. one was <laughs> E.T., the Extraterrestrial, yeah. yeah, and now it's just the Extraterrestrial. Yeah. All right, Drew, go ahead. So we see footage of climate disasters and things steadily getting worse, perhaps in some sort of montage from 1982 through to 2021. Um, wildfires, powerful storms. It transitions the camera pulls through a monitor on a spaceship. It's E.T.'s ship. And the species are observing Earth and lots of other planets, but they can see that there's some sort of tipping point happening. Um, there's a sort of big council meeting there's an older alien who seems to be giving some sort of passionate speech um like gesturing towards the planet but everyone turns them down that's our et um and he sort of sneaks off steals a ship from their utopic planet where they live of a planet of learning and science and takes a small crew and jets off for earth we now find elliot funnily enough matt um, living uh, a normal-ish life, uh, living in a, a house near a cornfield. He seems to struggle to connect a bit with his wife and his kids. <laughs> Interesting that we both came to that. Um, and he's sort of, he's a bit reserved and quiet and he seems to have been getting more so over over the years. Um, you, there's a scene of his sort of young teenage kids hanging out in the attic and you see high power telescopes in the background kind of half covered with sheets and gathering dust. Um, we get enough setup of Elliot and family that you kind of hopefully forget a little bit about the opening scene with E.T. and everything just feels a bit mundane. Um, Elliot's a botanist like E.T. was. He studies plants and he's been getting more despondent about the state of the world and what's happening ecologically um, and he's growing more and more distant from his family. They're all being a bit more isolated from each other and then one night over the cornfield there is a rainbow in the sky and landing creating a perfect crop circle in the corn are E.T. and his crew and it's all very emotional and big and his family are saying they always believed him but they never quite believed him and the stories that their aunt and uncle always told them um and once all those introductions have happened et reveals the thing that he's brought and it's a power source none of them they don't quite know what they're looking at but elliot's partner who's also a, a scientist sort of looks at it and says she thinks it's an energy source um E.T. sort of gestures to their truck out the front and the exhaust pipes and then shows them this thing making energy without causing environmental problems. And so Elliot is like, oh, God, well, I've got to call someone who can do something with this. And he contacts um, the 
most authoritative person who has any links to the government that he knows um peter which is the name of the actor it's agent keys from the first movie he's obviously an old man he's retired but they've stayed close and he gets him on a video call and and like has the the shock moment where he's on the video call and he turns the camera to show et and you show peter like falling out of his chair or something like that um peter says he's going to make some calls and he'll get back in touch and while the family are waiting the kids sort of get acquainted with et and his crew and elliot tells them the story of what happens what happened before and we set up et's abilities to heal people and have telekinesis and all this kind of stuff um and then a day later they get a phone call from peter and he says they have to run he tried to keep it on the download but words got out there are people coming for them they need to get from california to go and meet one of peter's contacts who's a professor at mit in boston and in massachusetts and they have to go right now so they have to go on a road trip and they're beset with problems it starts off kind of funny so that because there's a family of four and then three aliens they have to go in two cars um and so there's like people fighting about who's going to have to sit next to an alien they have to stop off for repairs and they have to disguise or hide the aliens so you've got aliens in wigs again and bumbling around um elliot trying to convince the kids to eat healthy food but they're annoyed because the aliens are just eating reese's pieces and so then everyone just ends up Mm -hmm. eating candy um and they all start to bond a bit more and then they start going through more beautiful areas of like the midwest and you get the huge vistas of of the grand canyon and utah nebraska iowa but then as they come back to chicago the bad guys start catching up to them as they get to more urban areas um they get separated and one of the other aliens is killed by the baddies and the kids get taken elliot gets injured and et heals him but because it's a a major injury it takes quite a toll on him um i can't escape comparisons with force healing from the rise of skywalker and i apologize (laughs) for that i'm just going to flag that now um they manage to get the kids back um, and they all sort of hit the road again they're driving through the night they're being chased they're getting close but they get surrounded Um, they try and reason with the bad guys and they're some sort of shadowy organization it's kind of suggested that maybe they represent the fossil fuel industry Um, but when they won't hand over the power source it gets destroyed as the family and the remaining ets escape and everyone's really kind of sad and and gutted and they've lost this thing and all seems a bit lost but then elliot's kids they've been trying to keep them secret all this time but they're saying that maybe the thing to do is to let people know that et exists so they start taking pictures on their their phones that elliot and their mum have been saying they shouldn't be on all the time and they're sharing stuff on social media and it starts going viral and people start picking up the message and start to believe it might be real and then people all gather at their farm and as they return to the farm there's there's thousands of people there looking at the spaceship waiting to send them off and slowly around the world the message gets out and the message that alien life is real out there brings humanity together and there seems to be hope that we might be able to sort everything out as et heads home Mm, very nice very nice um cool uh i don't have any questions for you uh alex do you have any questions what, what are the i'm trying to work out the logistics of them escaping from the um the bad guys towards <laughs> the end yeah yeah they you know you know how in andy's he was like and it cuts between the alien and them escaping the cell 
they they escape the cell. It's a little different. A little different. It, it, I, I, this film was challenging enough to come up with any kind of story that I was reasonably satisfied with. So I was just like, oh yeah, no, no, they get away. They get away. It's a kids. It's a family film. They get away. Like, but yeah, I. In terms of, I, I cannot provide any more specificity. <laughs> I'm afraid. I'm very sorry. As as Matt likes to say i bring the pitch not the script damn i didn't even use my line this episode <laughs> <laughs> uh nice. nice any other questions alex no i think that's good i think that's right yeah. so now uh this is a chance for us to be persuaded who the winner is this week by these three hashing it out and arguing uh, and bring up the points that maybe we didn't think about. So, gentlemen, the floor is yours. Mine is all about heart. That's all I have to say. <laughs> yeah, no, Matt's, um, Matt's is E.T. the love guru, basically. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. I think you have a big, a big problem with the, <laughs> the seed implanting. Hey, but hey, Matt, it doesn't it have be to be a, the seed Halloween. of happiness. It can be the memory of happiness. Yeah, okay. okay. It doesn't have to be um, creepy. It's still, is, is it still consensual or non-consensual? That's the thing. Well, you know, oh, like, Elliot, there was a lot of things. I mean, there oh, were a lot dear. of things that happened in the first one. We're not going to go into a conversation about what, like, the word seed was my one mistake in that idea, okay? <laughs> like, I will say that the idea was strong, as Alex said. Great idea, perhaps just the terms were not the correct ones. But I do only bring this script, the pitch, not the script. That's someone else's job to have to deal with my messes. Um, what I don't do is cram a load of weird aliens in an underground <laughs> prison and then have them, you know, like, what is it going to be like cameos of the alien from District 30? Like, those years that you picked, are they references to other movies? Like, there's one District 9, there's one Toy If I had more time, I would have gone back and actually looked at... Um, you know, encounter or supposed encounters, but no, for the for the point well, you had two weeks. That's of, no excuse. Well, two thousand and four <laughs> was, was you that, also was that Spielberg's War of the Worlds because you could you could have one of Spielberg's War of the Worlds aliens in there. That it was either oh four or oh eight, maybe. Yeah, um, I'm sure. There's don't nothing give wrong him pointers. Don't give him hell with <laughs> his pitch. He needs the. He needs it. Don't worry. I mean, they, they managed to break out of some military-grade underground prison, like with no no explanation as to how they just they break out. I was I was nearly after at two fighting Jake and then <laughs> Elliot and Jake <laughs> fight. I mean, yours seems more like the action adventure that the first one wasn't. I'll, I'll give you that. At least you've kept to the genre. Dark to be a, a sequel to this. Like, mine's a drama. Mine's a drama yeah, all about not... heart, and there's lots of happiness to it. It's just you've got <laughs> to see. Yeah. to his lowest to rise I, him to his highest i i don't know i've got a problem with et fixing this relate this human relationship like et fixed ali at the first time that's why i took away yeah, from it drew took like away from it themselves. that et is the reason that ali became the person like he was. A cop out. it's just i do they make like, them feel it, each other emotions and then like like oh okay like yeah wouldn't it be better if they like I, kind I of talk to each other more and actually you know did what things people do in the therapy a bit more and 
I oh. did like the that scene where he uh, the ET just goes. Now I'm going to make you <laughs> yeah. feel all the pain and that you, you know, caused like, him. That's, that's a whole. That's See you later, Elliot. You could have. That's all. <laughs> hey, it's really you important. Enjoy the app. <laughs> I mean, oh, God, the, the app, app is just there <laughs> so yeah. that they can talk next time. Beautiful. You know what? what? Like, this is this is a cheesier family film. I mean, it's fa- more family friendly than yours, Andy. And I guess what uh, what it's Drew tries to do is tackle. Um, no, yeah, we'll just have Elliot. Or actually, no, maybe Elliot doesn't punch Jake. Maybe the alien eats Jake because that way it's less violent. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, right. yeah, that's that sounds family friendly. <laughs> Evil people yeah. getting there just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I'm, I'll wait. Drew's to see. Got off this lightly. Why is Drew not being? <laughs> I'm, I'm just uh, getting on to Drew. Just getting on to Drew's climate disaster. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's fine. You well, carry on. He comes. Yeah, <laughs> he comes down and he gives Elliot um, some clean, clean energy. And then, why doesn't he leave? Or when he's being chased, why doesn't he just leave? Hmm. Because oh, okay. the movie wouldn't happen otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's the energy it. source from his ship. There we go. Oh, okay, no, so he, I can say he doesn't leave it with. Again, just a very easy answer to Drew's. If it, it fixes the world, does it fix all the? Pro- how does it fix all the world's problems? And I mean, it's 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 a relatively well-known theory that one thing that will help to unify the human species is knowledge of extraterrestrial life because it will all of a sudden make humanity go oh god okay yeah maybe these artificial barriers between us don't mean as much i mean side note drew is adamant this is going to happen because he used this in aquaman too and is now using it in uh, <laughs> yeah. ET. You know this this idea say, of introducing a new species. I believe, I, I'm I not believe it. that Gene Matt's Roddenberry was onto something, <laughs> and humanity Can't, needs fewer borders. Yeah. All can, right? can one of the ETs be like a ET version of David Attenborough and just <laughs> <laughs> and Greta Thunberg? Just you know, Drew. Uh, well, you said his family didn't believe him. Wouldn't like everyone know? Wouldn't everyone have seen the kids fly and? Wouldn't this have been like common knowledge? It was like his parents. I, I, don't, I don't get why both Matt and Drew both start with Elliot kind of being unlikable. Um, I it's uh, not unlikable in mine. He's not. He's, he's not got a, a problem. Dick. He's, he's got a problem just, with his, his. He's despondent. Yeah, Matt. Andy, you wanted more character backstory, um, and now you're telling us off for having backstory and development to our character. No, I, <laughs> I refuse to take <laughs> that as I, don't, I don't want the main guy to be. I don't want him to be a, a bummer the whole film. Like, I don't want aliens chasing you. And it's an emotional <laughs> journey. Does Elliot go on in yours? Good question. What, what growth yeah, or change question. does he have? He sacrifices. He, he realizes he, he's meddling. Um, has just has caused one ET to fall from the sky, and then he has to sacrifice the de aging thing. He goes through a massive. I mean, he doesn't uh, give a shit about right. the de aging thing, does he? Yeah, because yeah, it's not, it, yeah, it it's not like him. at the beginning of the film he was going, "God, I hope I never age and die. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> never let me age and die." See, and then at the end, he's like, be... "No, I will give this up." His mum was going to die. His mum was going to be dying of cancer, and I was like, "It'd be the cure oh. for cancer." But I was like, "No, that's too deep." If he gave away like the cure, hey, if you'd brought that in, I might have got behind your movie a bit more. That's a bit. Oh. No, instead, 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 you bring in the Gacker. Who the fuck are the Gacker? <laughs> oh, we're just gonna, we're just gonna bring in, we're gonna bring in the another alien, like the aliens that there is no mention of in the first one, or no concern about in the first movie. We didn't have know suddenly why. been we hunting we these about, ETs. Yeah, the whole and also time. that that retcon for me does 
completely remove so much of the beautiful innocence of the first film like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. so they're not just yeah. exploring and one of them gets left yeah, they're behind no to, they're here looking for a lives. biological they're weapon <laughs> to destroy a species they're looking to survive is that not beautiful in itself <laughs> they're looking for mass genocide of a whole alien race <laughs> Yeah, it does kind of um, take away the the lovely pacifistic message that the, the first film so beautifully pulls over. He teaches oh, Elliot my empathy. Other, my other idea, Alex, you would have hated if you like, hated this. My other one was like a War of the Worlds, basically. Oh, <laughs> he seems to be an action star. Right, I think we have heard enough from you uh, lot now. Um, I think it's time uh, for, well, Alex, I think it's time for us, well, you, to pick a winner this week uh, for Sequel Pitch, episode 26. Okay. Um, you're, I, I think, considering you've all done a very good job, I feel like <laughs> they all are like kind of ideas that Hollywood would pick up for a sequel to E.T., to be fair, <laughs> in some strange way. Um, although I do believe Andy's is probably the one that they would go for over the other two. So much so <laughs> yeah. that that's why that can't win, I'm afraid. Boo. <laughs> Thank you, Hollywood. Yes. Right, yeah, the, drama, or the, the one that Drew's only half written. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, and then, of course, so you've got salty. the hard-hitting family drama from Matt, which is very interesting and kind of carries on the themes from the the first et um about about emotion and heart and learning how to be a human and all that kind of stuff um and then you've got the climate stuff which holly hollywood loves at the moment you you know they absolutely (laughs) adore that stuff um yeah i don't know i'm kind of stuck between these two it's so interesting um okay bar bar seed we're gonna go with matt (laughs) Oh, oh, the big family drama. But E.T. is a, a, a therapist now. Where E.T. just returns for no reason. Yeah, he's got like just a blazer with up. the uh, elbow pads and stuff. And he's Look, like, right, we're going to make this family better. Stop talking before I realise I've made the wrong decision. No, 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 no. That's fine. It's, the decision's locked in now. That is the best yeah. decision you could make. It is by far yeah, the most shapely I, I think I was sequel. compelled by... The fact Heart. that Elliot Elliot was in the position that he was in with mm. his family and stuff, and the whole point of ET coming was to kind of fix that emotion again. And I thought I thought that was really good. Very nice, Matt is our winner for Ooh. this week. Um, so, Matt, yes, what are we going to be doing next time on Sequel Pitch? Um, the next episode of Sequel Pitch, um, because we have dived so deep into emotional turmoil and heart i feel it only fitting that we dive into another movie like this uh we're going for james bond specter oh (laughs) we are going to be sequelizing specter the 007 film very nice like basically the same though he just doesn't die he gets the girl <laughs> i'm looking forward to it that's what i'm saying well, yeah, you can yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean this should that's be fine. an easy pitch for you oh then Andy. God, yeah <laughs> yeah you got loads of backstory you know to work with <laughs> 24 <laughs> movies i believe mm. <laughs> so matt is our winner this week 
so I want to firstly say a massive, massive thank you to Alex for joining us yeah. this week. Thank you, Alex. Um, thank you so much. Can you give out your? Do you know your like socials for your podcast and everything? Uh, do you yeah. know your own Twitter handle? Alex? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I do. Um, wait one second. Uh, yeah, no. Um, so my Twitter's presenter Alex. Um, just like that. Uh, you can also go and check out Jumpcast. It's Jumpcast underscore. And then you can check out Annapurnaverse as well, which is just Annapurnaverse, all one word. Amazing. Thank you so much for coming on. It's been Thank you. amazing. You know what? Really. It's been an absolute pleasure. I've been so excited for this for like two weeks now. And it's just been, yeah, it's been great. Uh, well, you're more than welcome to come back again. So Absolutely, you get my very vote. Welcome, especially, yeah. especially for Matt. Definitely. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think it's as always. You can find us on our social media as well: uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, on the usual hashtags and all the that palaver. Um, send us your ideas for ET. If you have any ideas for ET, then send us yours. So. Yeah, as usual, you can find us on all our social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, give uh, Jumpcast Podcast a follow and listen. And Anapurnaverse. Yeah, uh, what was it? Anapurnaverse. Anapurnaverse. There you go, sorry. Um, <laughs> and uh, so there's nothing left to say but goodbye from Andy. Goodbye. And Drew. Home. home. <laughs> goodbye. Our special co-host, Alex. Goodbye. And our winner, Matt Rushton. Always here. <laughs> <laughs> Winning. And it's goodbye from me. Feel all the pain that you cause. <laughs> <laughs>